it's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kabist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. My name is Cassie Weenus. I'm a registered and licensed dietitian. I see clients at Nutritional Weight and Wellness um, and also teach classes for them. For any of you that are new listeners this morning, Nutritional Weight and Wellness is a company that puts the focus on food to, um, as the source of healing your health problems. So again, my name is Cassie Weenus. In addition to being a registered dietitian, I'm also a mom of two wonderful kids who I need to say hi to this morning. So hi, Riley. Hi, Rissy. And I told Riley I would thank him this morning because he numbered my pages for me. I don't know if you noticed that tomorrow, I but did. I did. I was wondering what nice, that was. Big numbers. He's five, and so just turned five. Really into writing letters and numbers, and he did a great job. So I'm going to be able to keep all my notes in order this morning. And I want to thank all of the listeners as well for tuning in this morning. Anybody who has the time to tune into our show with just one week left until Christmas deserves some gratitude from us. So thank you. We have a great show planned this morning. It's a topic that I have learned more details about than I ever would have imagined because of the struggles my family has been through with our children. And I imagine that's why Dar asked me to host the show today. The topic is digestive problems. And over the next hour, we plan to cover everything from heartburn to constipation to joint pain. And you heard me right. I said joint pain. Joint pain can be a body sign of poor digestion. And in studio with me today to help explain these body signs of digestive issues is Tamara Brown. Tamara is a registered dietitian as well. She sees clients at our North Oaks and St. Paul offices. She's also currently teaching the six-week weight and wellness series in St. Paul. And I understand you have to get over there quick after Absolutely. After today. Get ready for class. Yeah, you're teaching today and probably some of your class members are listening. I hope so. Yeah. Well, thanks, Cassie. Great to be here this morning. And I think this is such an important topic, especially being the holiday times when many of us often find ourselves eating things we may not usually eat and experiencing lots of digestive unrest. Mm -hmm. So great topic for the holidays. Some good food for thought before we get into all the goodies, right? Yeah, and we have a lot to cover in a short amount of time. So let's jump right into today's topic by starting with heartburn. And here's the statistics for, for you. Each year, 113.4 million prescriptions for antacids are filled. Wow. Think about that, 113.4 million. And then think of all the over-the-counter antacids that are bought in addition to that. Absolutely. That is just an astounding number. And I give you that number so that you know the reasoning behind us starting with the topic of heartburn. Many, many people are suffering. They really are. And, you know, every day we see this over and over again, don't we, Cassie? It's a very common problem that people come in to to our office with. And often part of the culprit is actually low stomach acid. 
And I know that seems contradictory that low levels of acid would make you feel that burning sensation above your stomach. But if you don't have enough acid to properly begin the digestion process and get the food moving on to the intestines, you're more at risk for that food and that acid backing up into your esophagus. Absolutely. And, you know, we see this so often. I would guess probably about one out of every three or four clients that we work with have heartburn to some degree. Mm -hmm. So it's really common. So another common culprit of heartburn is eating too much sugar. So the definition of eating too much sugar is not simply limited to those obvious things like Twizzlers, jelly beans, and all those Christmas goodies and cookies surrounding (laughs) us these days. But for some people, eating too much sugar can also come in the form of too much bread, crackers, bags of chips, pasta, granola bars. All of these foods turn into sugar really quickly once they're in our system. Right. And all of that sugar, whether it's in its purest form or whether it's in the form of processed carbohydrates, all of that sugar upsets the body's acid-alkaline balance And this can be at the root of your frequent heartburn. Absolutely. So we know sugar can be a problem. And what's another common culprit of heartburn that we very often see with our clients? Well, that could be undiagnosed food allergies. Absolutely. And the most common problem makers are dairy and gluten. And remember, gluten is the protein found in wheat, barley, rye, and oats. So, if any of our listeners out there can relate to this, maybe suffering with heartburn, or if you have full-blown reflux disease, more commonly known as GERD, it is very likely that one, two, or possibly all three of the instigators we just mentioned could be the core of your problem. So it could be, we mentioned low stomach acid, eating too much sugar, or undiagnosed food sensitivities. So what do you say, Cassie, that we give some solutions for our listeners so they can stop with all of those antacids they may be taking, which aren't really doing anything to cure the problem. It's more like putting a Band-Aid over it. Right, right. So what I'll usually do with somebody that's having frequent heartburn is start them off on a good bacteria called acidophilus. Oh, And this bacteria lives mostly in the stomach, and it helps the stomach to produce more acid, and in that way, it helps with digestion. Oh, that's very interesting. That's what I do as well. (laughs) I guess we We, must have had the same great teacher. We were trained in the same place. (laughs) So occasionally, when the issue seems to be related to low stomach acid, I will start a client on a supplement containing betaine hydrochloride. And this is a natural source of hydrochloric acid, which is the main type of acid we should have in our stomach for best digestion. Yes. Um, so, yeah, and, I, and I've done that at times before, too, if the acidophilus isn't quite doing it mm-hmm. to get them on a hydrochloric acid type supplement. Now, we also talked about too much sugar being the culprit for many people suffering from heartburn. And if this is the case for you, it goes back to what we said earlier, kick the sugar habit. And to do that, you simply have to remember to eat in balance. 
And by balance, I mean you want to have a protein, a carbohydrate, and a healthy fat at every meal and at every snack. And don't let the holidays stop you from eating healthy. Don't let the holidays stop you from eating in balance. There are some fun ways you can treat yourself and still eat healthy and in balance. And something I'm going to do this year Um, I'm going to be taking to my grandma's on Christmas Day, and Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I'll just share it with everybody else. We're going to take fresh strawberries and melt some dark chocolate and just dip half the strawberry. You've seen that before, Uh kind of as a garnish. Um, But that'll be a fun treat, and and that's something that my kids with multiple food allergies can have. And that's not going to get you way off course. And another thing I'm going to do this year, I get the Living Without magazine. And if listeners haven't heard of this magazine before, if you have food allergies, it's a great magazine. Do you, have you heard of that? Or? No, you know what? I've heard of it, but I haven't had a chance to really look through it. We need to get it at the offices, oh. I think. Maybe I need to call and see if we can get free subscription Good for idea. our offices. It's a really great magazine. Um, I had been told about it by a client a couple years back mm-hmm. before I had any allergies in the family that I knew about, so wasn't as interested at the time. But I got a recipe from their November issue that I'm going to try for Christmas at Grandma's house as well. And um, Riley now has a peanut allergy oh. and other nut allergies. So this recipe uses sun butter, which uh-huh. works for him. So the sun butter, which is made from sunflower seeds. So all you do, you take those little bitty mini um, cupcake foil liners and you buy the little mini cupcake pan you melt the dark chocolate put a little bit of chocolate put a dollop of sun butter and then dark chocolate on top Ooh, homemade and let that Reese's, set exactly right? the healthy way <laughs> i am so excited i know i'll be getting into those as well oh, so that sounds awesome and that's something too that's not just chock full of sugar so it won't get you off balance so there's nothing wrong with having a few fun treats at christmas time but just try to do it a little bit healthier this year Absolutely. Great ideas, Cassie. And so easy. Yes, that's key. Yes, it is. So we were just talking about food allergies. And I think when it comes to heartburn and digestive issues, sometimes undiagnosed food allergies can be a little bit tricky to figure out. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening today and you think that may be something that's causing a problem for you, you might want to consider coming in to one of our offices for a one-on-one consultations with one of our nutritionists. It can definitely be a little bit confusing, not to mention overwhelming when you're trying to eliminate something like dairy or gluten from your diet. I know it was overwhelming for me a year and a half ago when our family had to learn to live and to cook with newly diagnosed allergies. And I'd been teaching how to do that for years Uh at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So if it was overwhelming for me, I cannot even imagine how overwhelming it is for someone who's completely new to this whole topic of food allergies. So I think that's a great idea, Tamara, for for people that think that might be a piece of the puzzle, do consider a consult at one of our four locations. And it is time already for our first break. Um, Before we go to break, I have a couple of things. I want to tell you about some research. I was sharing with Tamara before before the show started that I kind of have a personal vendetta against antacids because of some of the struggles that I've been through with my five-year-old. And so I was kind of digging around for some research, and I found some recent research um, that was published in the May issue of the Archives of Internal Medicine, so a very reputable journal. 
And basically, I mean, I could go into a lot of detail here, but for sake of time, I'm not going to. But what they found is that antacids that fall into that category of proton pump inhibitors, which are things like Prevacid, Prilosec, Nexium, they have some unwanted side effects. And two biggies are bacterial infections and bone fractures in postmenopausal women. And they actually found that daily use of proton pump inhibitor use, so daily use of antacids, is associated with an estimated 74% increase in infection with something called C. difficile. This wow. is a nasty bacterial infection. You've heard of very, it as yes, a registered very dietitian. Nasty. If you work in a nursing home, you know, even for a day, you'll probably hear that word because that can really, um, well, it can be deathly. So, and, and on average, no matter what the age, one out of every 14 people that picks up C. difficile does die from it. It's a bad bacteria in your stomach. And if you're taking an antacid and so you don't have enough acid to kill off this bad bacteria, you're at a much greater risk for it. So anyway, found this study, just wanted to share it because I want to give you lots of reasons before the end of the hour to get off those antacids. And when we come back from break, stay tuned because Tamara is going to tell you about a great class that can really get in-depth and help you figure out your digestive issues, and it's coming up really soon. So again, stay tuned. Tamara will tell us more about that. And if you have questions about our topic today, which is digestive issues, please call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071, and we'll be right back. Digestion. So if you suffer from bloating, constipation, gas, diarrhea, or heartburn, maybe our gut reaction, restore digestive health through nutrition would be a great class for you. It's full of lots of information about building and keeping a healthy gut, as well as what kinds of foods may be causing a problem for you. So this class is coming right up in just a couple of weeks. On Tuesday, January 4th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. in our St. Paul office, we've got our gut reaction class. So if you're interested, please check out our website, weightandwellness.com, or call our office, 651-699-3438, to sign up. All right, and we have a caller. Let's take Selena on line one. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hi. Hi. You had a question for us? Yes. I will be traveling out of the country um, to Guatemala in February, and I'm just wondering because I know that there will be a lot of 
digestive issues, it sounds like, when you travel to other countries, and I'm wondering if you have suggestions on that. Well, Tamara is our world <laughs> traveler, so I'm handing it over. I don't get out of, well, I do get to North Dakota, but I don't get much further than that. Um, yes, great question. Um I know I've been to India a couple times, and what I usually do are two key things that I think are most important to have with me when traveling abroad. The first would be to have a bifidobacteria supplement, which is the good bacteria in our intestinal tracts. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something to take for you know, one to two months before you take your trip, as long as throughout the entire duration so that you've got that good bacteria coming in and that can help prevent um, getting the diarrhea. Yeah, from... it, it could fight off any bad bacteria that you came exactly. across in some food or some water. That's a great exactly. idea. So that would be one thing. And then another great product is something called Liquid Advantage. And this is basically antibacterial antibacterial, antiviral, and using that while you're on your trip can just help keep viruses and bacteria at bay so that hopefully you don't get sick from the food. And it just comes in an itty-bitty little bottle, which is, you know, you can only take, what, two ounces or something of liquids, and I think this is an ounce. I know from world travelers that I've had as clients, it's the perfect size for travel. So Yes. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for the question. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. You know, I use that Liquid Advantage for um, my laundry. Oh, do you? And I think it's, you know, that book you can buy with it for uh -huh. two bucks. It must have said it in there, or maybe I made it up. I don't know. But I thought antiviral, antibacterial. That's so depending great. on, you know, if I'm watching on washing underwear or socks or something, I'll I'll put a few drops in there. And I said that to my mom because she has a bottle, too. And she's like, oh, I don't want to drink something that I'm washing my laundry with, too. <laughs> Mom, you're not understanding this. But yeah, it's kind of an all-purpose product. I, I really like it. So where were we at? We were talking about um, food allergies, talking about antacids. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And you were saying, you know, yes. come in for a consult because it's kind of tricky. Absolutely. And yeah. Yeah. So we were talking about food allergies being a piece of the puzzle for heartburn. And was that something that made a difference for getting your son off? Yes, and I was just going to start talking about that. So you're thinking along the same line. So, yeah, when we, oh boy, I'm going to try to make a long story short. Riley, my five-year-old, has had reflux from day one. And I'm not exaggerating, like oh. day one in the hospital and this was all, you know, before I came to work for Nutritional Weight and Wellness. So I always say, if I had known then what I know now, uh -huh. we can all say that at times, right? But so wasn't working here yet. And he had reflux and we went uh, w maybe three months or so without doing anything, but it just kept getting worse and got to the point where he was really crying a lot. And now people aren't sleeping well in the house. And so we went to the pediatrician and, you know, just like that, didn't even bat an eye, prescribed an antacid. Ah. So from about three months old until, what, a year ago, until he was four, he was on antacids. Ugly, ugly drug. Um, I did, I was able to get him off of it for a little while there after he turned one, but that was a very short-lived period. And then at about three years old, 
So that was kind of working, and he was sleeping kind of okay. And at about three years old, things started getting worse. And the Preva said was not doing it, the dose that he was on. Oh. And he was on an adult dose, a low adult dose. So I really wasn't wanting to go up any higher. And I was trying to, you know, maintain with the dose we were at. And it got to the point where Riley and I were sitting up in the, you know, the recliner, but sitting up through the night. Wow. Because I, I call it a river. It, it it sounded like a river coming back up in his throat at night. You wow. could just hear it, it gushing up. So I would sit with him, try to keep him straight up and try to let him get at least some sleep. And after a few days of that with neither of us sleeping, you know, we knew we had to make a change. And so we did dose him up on the Preva said, but in the meantime, started scheduling GI consults and, you know, trying to figure this out. And all along... Dar is saying, get him off the gluten and dairy. Ah. And I kind of played around with it, but was never 100% strict. You know, and, and looking back, I was in denial subconsciously because it's a huge commitment. And mm-hmm. I knew from my clients the huge commitment it was, and I don't think I wanted to go there. And we had no history of allergies on either side of our family, Scott's side or my side. So I kept telling myself that as well, that, well, nobody else has any type of allergy, not even seasonal, you know, how could this be? So kind of in denial, went to the GI docs, awful, awful experiences with GI doctors is what I had. I Mm -hmm. know in every profession, there are great ones and there are not so great ones. So I'm not bashing doctors in any way, shape or form. I'm just saying we had some really bad experiences, did the endoscopy, you know, did some tests And in the end, the GI doctor just wanted to dose him up more and more and actually said to me, you know, and around the holidays and birthday parties, you're probably going to want to crank it up even a little bit higher. And this might be something he'll be on for the rest of his life. And I'm sitting probably four inches from him. And I said, doctor, I don't think we're on the same page. My goal here is to get Riley off of medication. Mm -hmm. And the doctor said, my goal is to get rid of the symptoms. Never went back. And so then... um, went through Enterolab, which we're going to talk probably a little bit more about before the end of the hour, but did some stool testing through Enterolab, and those results came back that he has celiac disease and also has a dairy allergy. So when we got him off the gluten and the dairy, you know, in full, like I said, I was Mm -hmm. playing with it, but I was never 100% strict. When we got him off those things, that was really the key piece of the puzzle. Now, recently, what, two months ago now, we did some additional testing and found out he has a corn allergy, a soy allergy, peanuts, tree nuts, and eggs. Wow. And I am confident, and this is my intuition, but I am confident that had I never had him on antacids for four years and wrecked his system so much that he would not have these additional allergies. And hopefully we can heal those, but those antacids are just an ugly drug and they were never meant to be used long term. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, Cassie, it sounds like Riley's really been through a lot, but I'm glad to hear now it sounds like the worst is behind him and his body is finally getting a chance to heal without those foods. Yes, without those foods, he does really well and he's off of all medications. So that's great. I, I mean, that's great. It's that's amazing. That's amazing, the power of real food. So we will be talking more about digestive issues when we return, but we're already at break two. Um, 
And as you guys all know, 2010 is quickly coming to an end. So if weight loss is one of your New Year's resolutions, you need to join us for one of our new Nutrition for Weight Loss classes once January gets here. You're going to learn what to eat in order to lose weight, but even better, you're going to learn what to eat to feel great and just have great overall health. In our current series, we did our first round here um, this winter, and that just ended. Not only are the graduates feeling better, they have lost upwards of 10 to 15 pounds, and that is really something to be proud of. And when we come back, Tamara is going to tell you a little bit more about this brand new weight loss series. And please, if you have questions today about digestive issues, give us a call here at the office or... (laughs) Not at the office. Today we're at the radio studio. Give us a call here at the radio studio at 651-641-1071. Dishing Up Nutrition has listeners in San Francisco, Miami, International Falls, and Billings, Montana. Whether you live in the Twin Cities or across the country, nutritional guidance is as close as your phone. Nutritional Weight and Wellness offers phone consultations for people at a distance or too busy for office appointments. Would you like to increase your energy, lower cholesterol, or resolve digestive problems? Here's how phone consultations work. First, complete a health history. Next, discuss your health goals with a nutritionist. Then she creates an eating plan for your biochemistry and lifestyle. You make the time, and Nutritional Weight and Wellness provides the plan and support. Make the call from the privacy of your home or office and get nutrition expertise from the people you trust. For information, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438. Outside the Twin Cities, call 888-805-8954, toll free. Or go to weightandwellness.com. me to jump back in oh you oh (laughs) sorry that was some great christmas music that was some good christmas music um and i'm going to be talking a little bit more about that in just a bit because that's actually somebody that dar knows personally so 
Yeah. Yep. So we hope we, you stay with us till the end of the hour. Yes. We wanted to and let you, you have some time to listen to it. <laughs> so thanks for joining us. If you are looking to lose weight this new year, I invite you to sign up for our new Nutrition for Weight Loss class. This class meets once a week for 12 weeks, providing lots of group support and idea sharing. But not only that, when you sign up for the class, you also get two one-hour-long appointments with one of our nutritionists in order to put together a plan that works just for you. So classes begin the week of January 11th, and we'll be running at all our office locations as well as all around the Twin Cities. Please check our website, weightandwellness.com, or call our office, 651-699-3438, for more information on times and locations. All right. So um, we did have a caller that didn't want to go on the air, but she was wondering who makes Liquid Advantage and where to buy it. Um, Who makes it? Tamara and I were trying to visualize that little bottle. I'm not sure of the company, um, but you can buy it at our office. I know we're not the only place that Mm -hmm. carries it, so you might want to Google Liquid Advantage. Um, But again, you can buy it at our office. It's, I don't know, $12 or $13. It's very Mm -hmm. affordable, Mm -hmm. and it will last you a long time. So our office number is 651 Six nine nine three four three eight, and they open at nine today. Yes. I would yep. imagine all of our offices. So, so do give them a call. Okay, so we're going to move on to another common digestive problem that some people um, got a little note here. Another caller wanted to know about healthy snacks. <laughs> okay, well that's a great question. So we'll see if we can get to that, some healthy snacks for her daughter at daycare. But first, let's move on to another common digestive problem that some people are embarrassed to talk about, but not us, right, Tamara? That is correct. (laughs) You know, we talk about it so much that it just basically makes you numb to any embarrassment. And it's so much a part of your overall health to talk about your bowel movements. Absolutely. (laughs) And it's... Well, like you just mentioned, we know what's coming. We're going to talk about diarrhea and constipation. Yes, because certainly that is a piece of digestive problems. And the Mayo Clinic recently found that about 35, well, how they stated it was 35 plus million Americans suffer from what they term irritable bowel syndrome, which basically to me means these people are going back and forth between diarrhea and constipation, and often this really controls people's lives. Absolutely. And I cannot tell you how many times I've heard a client say, you know, I know where every bathroom is in the Twin Cities, or I know every bathroom between my house and work because it's that big of a problem. Yep. I've heard that so many times as well. But the good news is we've been very successful in getting these clients back to normal. And often the root cause of diarrhea or the cause of the constipation often is poor intestinal health. Now, sometimes it's too much sugar or too much processed carbohydrates. And again, sometimes it can be food allergies or sensitivities. So there are a few different things that could be going on, or maybe it's all three. Absolutely. And, you know, now that we've discussed, you know, we talked about sugar, carbs, heartburn. One of the remedies that helps with 
making you feel better and healing the digestive tract is to kick the sugar and eat real food in balance. Right. And our longtime listeners know what we mean when we say eat real food in balance. But if we have any newbies out there, let's think about breakfast. Instead of the cold cereal in the morning, how about some eggs? That would be your healthy protein. You could scramble up some eggs, maybe throw green peppers, onions, mushrooms, whatever vegetables you like in with those scrambled eggs and cook all of that in some delicious organic butter. It sounds amazing. And I can promise you that if you're having digestive problems, your tummy will feel so much better after a veggie omelet breakfast compared to a breakfast of cold cereal, skim milk, and toast. Because that really is just sugar, sugar, and a little more sugar. Exactly. So now we're going to go ahead and switch gears and talk about what if your poor intestinal health is really the main culprit of your diarrhea or constipation. So Cassie, what kinds of things do you do in that situation? Well, I always start with a high quality supplement of bifidobacteria. You know, when you look at the small intestinal tract, so the small intestinal tract is a really long one. It's small in diameter, but it's about 22 feet in length. So it makes sense we'd want to keep it healthy. When you look inside that small intestinal tract with a microscope, there are over 500 different kinds of good bacteria. And if you're wondering, that equals about three and a half pounds of bacteria. Now, there's some interesting trivia. Yes. And you'll probably never need to use that or repeat that. But but think about that, three and a half pounds. And 70% of that three and a half pounds of bacteria should be the bifido strain if you have a healthy intestinal tract. And that's why I start with that supplement first. And that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, another way to get those good strains of bacteria is to eat more fermented foods. Absolutely. You know, and in this culture, something that most people like is yogurt. Now, you do want to be sure you're purchasing a good, plain, organic yogurt um, to get healthy bacteria. Some other ideas would be kimchi, um, and then homemade sauerkraut would have some good bacteria, and kombucha would have good bacteria as well, which is a fermented tea that you can buy at the co-ops, and I absolutely cannot believe how this hour is flying by. We're going to take our last break, but I do want to point out the, the reason why um, Cara or Tamara and I kind of got lost in the music there is that it's really good if you've been listening to the music as we come back from breaks. It's some Christmas music, and it is actually um, a CD called Triple Play, it's a client of Dar's. Her name is Mary Jo Pearson. And so we just want to thank her for sharing that with us. The other two singers you're hearing are Anita and Kelly. So again, thanks for sharing your music. I'm going to Google this and see if I can find out how to buy it. I'm really liking it. And Dar also wanted me to thank Mary Jo for the changes she has made in her health and in her weight and the positive changes she has made in her family's health as well. So we're loving that music. We hope all of you are as well and stay with us. We'll be right back.
Christmas is almost here, and if you're anything like myself, you may still be looking for those last-minute gifts. So how about giving the gift of good health? A gift certificate from Nutritional Weight and Wellness makes a perfect present for a friend or loved one looking to improve their health in 2011. And you know, we have a great class coming up on January 3rd in our Wyzetta office called Jumpstart Your Metabolism. Mm -hmm. Perfect way to start off the new year. Yes, call today, get it on the calendar. That's coming really fast. And that's probably one of our most popular classes, Jumpstart Your Metabolism. And I love that idea of a gift certificate for great health. Absolutely. And you can call the office at 651-699-3438 if you're interested in purchasing one of those gift certificates or if you're interested in signing up for that Jumpstart Your Metabolism class. Absolutely. So let's just jump back into our topic. We were talking about constipation and diarrhea. And, you know, our discussion on constipation would not be complete if we didn't mention that for some people, helping with that can be as easy as adding a magnesium citrate supplement. Yes. So you might want to try that magnesium citrate. And it's really the citrate form you're looking for because that can really help relax the colon. And I want to talk now, kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about some of the culprits that can really mess up your intestinal health. Does that sound good? That sounds good. Because we've mentioned it a couple times that some of these digestive problems, you know, the heartburn, the diarrhea, the constipation, sometimes a key piece of the problem, problem, excuse me, can be that you have poor intestinal health. So to know what is setting you up for poor intestinal health can help you kick those bad habits you might still have. So a very common killer of good bacteria that will then just disrupt your digestive health is eating too much sugar. So I'm going to say that again. Another very common killer of good bacteria is eating too much sugar or eating too much processed carbohydrates because those things turn to sugar in our body. Now they're not a direct killer, like say an antibiotic would be, but they're still a big problem. All the sugar, all the processed carbs. And here's why. If you visualize your intestinal flora, you should have lots of good bugs, a few bad bugs. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just part of the flora down there. And you should have a little bit of yeast. Everybody has some yeast in their intestinal tract. But if you have enough good bacteria, it keeps that yeast in check. If you start eating too much sugar, too much processed carbohydrates, all of that sugar feeds the yeast and your yeast starts to grow and multiply and take over. I mean, think about baking bread. You add sugar to feed the yeast, right? Yeah. Same thing happens down in your gut or down in your intestinal tract. If you're eating too much sugar, you're feeding that yeast. And as it grows and grows and grows, it kills off good bacteria. Absolutely. And, you know, here's something interesting to think about. In the late 1800s, the average person ate about two teaspoons of sugar a day. Two teaspoons. That's what we might put in a small cup of coffee. Where today, the average American consumes 60 teaspoons of sugar a day. Disgusting. I mean, can you imagine spooning 60 teaspoons of sugar 
down your throat? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, just yesterday, Rissy and I were in the car together, my little three-year-old, and she said, Mom, what disgusting mean? <laughs> and I couldn't think of anything right off the bat. And she said poop. And I said, well, yeah, poop can be disgusting. <laughs> but I should have said 60 teaspoons of yes. sugar because that's disgusting. So think about that. Do you suppose this overconsumption of sugar could be a piece of the puzzle to your digestive problems? Right. And remember... We know that too much sugar can come from the obvious sweet treats like cookies, but it can also be from too many carbohydrate foods, pastas, breads, cereals. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, really visualize where you spend most of your time in the grocery store, because if it's mainly in the middle aisles and you're buying a lot of things in boxes and bags, you're probably getting too much sugar in your system. Um. You know, and think about anti-inflammatories. Are there any listeners out there taking anti-inflammatories every day? Or maybe you're taking them several times a day. If you always have to have your Advil or your Tylenol by your side, likely that is a part of the problem with your digestive issues. Absolutely. So anti-inflammatory drugs, whether they're prescription or over-the-counter, were never intended to be used daily for long periods of time. And these are very destructive to our intestinal lining as well. Right. So the, the, the moral of the story here um, is really that you need to stop the anti-inflammatories, stop the antibiotics when you can, or at least replenish with a good bacteria if you have to be on a round of antibiotics. All of these things reduce your natural good bacteria. Certainly the sugar, too much sugar is a big piece of the puzzle. And at the same time, start eating more fermented foods to try to replace the good bugs that you've lost. Um, you know, we are getting to the end of the hour, but I really want to touch on the joint pain piece. Absolutely. Let's do that now. Okay. So the long and short of it is simply that poor digestion can cause our immune system to overreact to certain foods we're eating. And if our immune system is continuously overreacting, pain and inflammation in our joints is sometimes the result. And that's amazing to think about, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That what seemingly is arthritis in our joints can sometimes be cured by healing our digestive tracts. Right. It is amazing. And most often, clients that have poor digestion and have aches and pains in their joints do very well on a gluten-free diet. Yes. And that totally makes sense because gluten, again, a protein found in wheat, barley, rye, and oats, is very hard to digest even for some people who aren't having any problems with their digestion. So if you take someone who has a lot of healing to do in terms of their digestive system, I can imagine that the body gets relief by removing a very aggravating component like gluten. Absolutely. You know, it reminds me of a recent client that I had in my office. She's a nutrition for weight loss class member. And for those of you that aren't familiar, when you sign up for that new Nutrition for Weight Loss series as part of the package, you get two one-hour consults with a dietitian. And so this gal came in to see me and she's one of Dar's clients, but now she was seeing me just for that weight loss piece. 
And she made some mention about she used to have arthritis, but she doesn't anymore. And I kind of stopped in my tracks and I said, really, none. She said, no, it's mm-hmm. gone. And I said, what did that? And she said, oh, Dar took me off gluten. You know, it was just like, oh, Dar took me off gluten. Uh-huh. Not a big deal at all. <laughs> but then she went on to say, she said, I know when I cheat. If mm-hmm. I get even the smallest amount of gluten, those aches and pains really come back in my joints. So, And I know I was asking you before the show if you've ever tried that and you didn't even hesitate. You said, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes gluten and dairy mm-hmm. when people have arthritis. Absolutely. It and can really make a it. difference. Isn't that something? Well, I do hope that we've given you some tools to help heal your digestive issues. If we didn't get to your call today, please call the office at 651-699-3438. Choose the right foods. It can make all the difference. And have have a happy, happy holiday season. Yes. Thanks. Bye.